This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network, we are the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com. Liner, going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. 247. And together, we make the podcast of champions talk at all things. Pac-12 football. It's a very special show, a historic show. We're doing a simulcast live on our YouTube channel. We need you to get in there, subscribe to our YouTube channel, smash that like button, subscribe, 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 have your kids subscribe, your parents subscribe, whatever, anyone around you tell them, hey, can you subscribe to this, please? We need to get a bunch of subscribers on our YouTube channel. But Dave, I'm really excited for this. Uh, We kind of started, we thought we were live and it wasn't quite live yet. They're working out a few of the kinks, but this would be a fun fun way to kind of do the show going forward if if it works. Look at this goddamn helmet behind me. Like, oh, it's look awesome. At, look at this goddamn helmet. It's awesome. I've got, what is this? I have vision with like the down chevrons behind me. It's great. It's great. I'm vision. loving it. I'm loving every bit of it. Yeah. Um, well, so just a little like housekeeping. So if you're listening on any of our um, uh, podcast platforms, so if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google, wherever, still listen the same way. So we're going to record the show, upload it that same way. But we're going to try to do these simulcasts live on YouTube, and we can put up comments on the screen, like this one from Taylor. My excitement is bursting. My passion bucket is full. Thank you, Taylor, <laughs> for that one. We appreciate that. But I'll, yeah, I can put your comments up. We'll take some questions and stuff later on. So try to have a little fun with it. We I've do, done a bunch of these with uh, the Peristyle podcast, the USC podcast I do. Uh, so we need to kind of clean up the graphics. That just you know, I kind of put this together last minute. David put so much work. I just, into I, I wish you'd spend a little bit more time on this. Yes. to be honest. Uh, I would do that. And if you want to see what we look, so we're in the same room, and I know it doesn't maybe it doesn't look like on the screen, but that we're in the studio. So he's kind of over there, and I'm over here. Uh, we did ask for some sort of, um, you know, background for David because he's got the he's got the helmet behind him, which. He's not super happy about. We put I put my little our little Twitter handles up there. Well, at least I moved this thing. I had this stupid thing in there. Yeah, the helmet, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. signed helmet from all the stuff. So, yeah. um, yes. Well, anyway, thank you guys for coming in for a little housekeeping at the top of the show. If you want to email us any questions, we got a bunch of emails today. Pack12podcast at gmail.com. You can call or text us at four two four five three two zero six seven eight. We could get to the point, David. We do live uh, phone calls. I've done that on the on the Tunnel Vision show. We maybe we'll do that at some point. Um, that could be a disaster, though, uh, you know, knowing our listeners. But our listeners are funny. It would be kind of funny to get them live. You can tweet at us, 
at Pac-12 Podcast, and then the website is Pac-12Podcast.com. We're over on Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash podcast of champions. And like I mentioned, uh, for Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate the uh, the five-star reviews that helps us grow the show. And uh, if you do that, that helps us out. But wherever you're you know, wherever you're listening to this, if you're on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever, uh, just go in there just and go, subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts. That's where you should be listening to stuff because it's the uh, it's the brand name. It's the only one that really matters, uh, and it's the only one where the reviews really matter. Uh, the rest of them, they're dog shit. Don't don't review us there. Review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, review us many times. Change yeah. your username. Make a new one. Uh, review us again and again and again. Uh, we got two new five-star reviews. We do? Okay. Chris uh, says you need Chip Kelly as a background, so we got to try to work on Oh, that. yeah. We could do a virtual background. I do probably, so much right? of this show. I'm not... No, but then I have to put up a green screen, and I, like, I'm not doing that. Would you just do a virtual background and stop bitching? No. You're going to you're gonna handle this part. Like, Jeez, I, I've please. done so much damn work for this show. Uh, it, so. is, it is incredible how much you whine about the little amount that you have to yes. do for this thing. This is from Braylon M. It's a five-star review. Breaking news. The only podcast you'll hear important Pac-12 breaking news, such as who the next veteran sports and entertainment human resources executive is. Thank mm. you for that, Ryan. Uh, oh, and bow down to Washington. So they updated their five-star review. Oh, okay. Nice. It's clarifying. Would Andrew Luck be a top three Pac-12 quarterback today? So, hello, gentlemen. I realized I wasn't clear in my question. As of today, as you read this, would 32-year-old, retired since 2018, Andrew Luck be a top three Pac-12 quarterback? I like this question better. Much uh, better. It's much more on brand for our show. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So, remember, he was riddled with injuries by the end of his NFL career. He was. Like a broken man. However, yeah. however, he'd become very good in the NFL. Like, yeah. To a level that was beyond what he was doing at Stanford. Um, so you have to figure. Accuracy, probably still there. Mobility, not so much. Yeah. I mean... Probably uh, not as good as Caleb Williams. Yeah. Maybe not as good as... Camerizing. Mm. I don't I know don't about know. that one. Maybe not to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no, just because it's like... I mean, I don't know what kind of shape he's in, you know? I don't. You know, he's probably out... You know, bear trapping and doing things like that. Like, I don't know. He's not doing any more quarterbacking. So, do you think he's so. better than new Washington starting quarterback Michael Penix? Penix. Um, Penix. <laughs> do you think you can play the Penix game with him? I think. Uh, Penix. I, I mean, I just don't know. I have a, we Penix. Have, he, Andrew Penix. Luck has not been around for a long time. Like, yeah. He's like out of the spotlight. Like we're not seeing him in a commercial. Like at least I saw like, hey, Brett Favre's throwing to Jerry Rice in some right. uh, geriatric commercial. Like I don't know what Andrew Luck is doing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I know. There's some pretty good quarterbacks at the top of the Pac-12. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Has it really been since 2018 that he's been retired? Crazy, huh? That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, but he's he's still young. He's like 34 or something like that. Um, well, I think they just literally just said he's 32. Oh, he's 32. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm trying to do other things, so I'm not going Yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. The listening part of this podcast has never been your... Uh, right. You know, Especially now that I'm like doing graphical things. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's hard. It's hard. There's a lot of people talking in our chat right now. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, get in there. Smash the like. Yeah, like this. Like the show. Boom. I, I like it. this question. How are you going to be able to sit upright for a whole show, Dave? That's a good one. Let me pull that up there for you. Yeah, yeah. No, please. Yeah, um, from Scott in the five hundred three. That's true. He's and you're gonna see like if I start talking about like 
you know, you'll just see news. me start to like drift just off. Goes away. I'm start looking at my oh. phone. There's just going to be all sorts of shit happening. Somebody was named the starting quarterback somewhere. Oh, just I don't want to pay attention to this. Yeah, what does no, it matter? Totally true. Um, cool. All right, so let's get into a couple of topics. Uh, I want to let you everyone know our survival pool is back this year. Uh, we had great participation last year. Matthew, thank you for putting it all together. He's going to send out a Google Doc for that. And Tom over at Jockey is providing actual prizes, a $100 gift card for the overall winner, and then we'll have a couple $50 gift cards for second and third. So thank you, Matthew, for putting in the work because it's great. Uh, thank you, Tom from Jockey for uh, helping us out there. Just make sure you go to, you know, it's a Google Doc thing. You have to put in your name, put the same name, the same email. You have to do it every week or you get dropped. So there's a lot of people just kind of fall off because they forget to put in their picks or they put a different name or different email and stuff. So if you want to win this stuff, just be consistent all week, um, you, know, you know, each and every week. And it should be fun. I, I like these survival pools. And we had people out really early last year, right? I mean, USC, like, I think you were them. out in week two, weren't you? Or week one? Did I? Not week. I don't think it was week one. But it was early. You were out super early. Well, uh, we had Washington like losing to Montana. Like there was a bunch of stuff like that. Arizona lost to like. Yeah, you were trying to get too clever. Yeah, you were trying to get. I was trying to get clever and like, oh, that could be that. Nope. Uh, And I also want to say we need a little congratulations. Um, Historic. uh, A year ago this week, I think it was Wednesday. uh, We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, Historic decision. I mean, when can you get like 41. FBS institutions to come together and form a very formal yet not so formal alliance, you know, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, coming together, look at each other in the eye and saying, let's make an alliance. More effective alliance. Yeah. The alliance or the League of Nations? <laughs> Probably the League of Nations. I mean, it lasted longer. I guess that's true. I mean, it's basically like an episode of Big Brother. Like you just, you know, from one week to the next, it was just the alliance was done. Uh, but yeah, it was a, that was a, a year ago. So the anniversary of that, they had the press release, they had all kinds of stuff for that. If you remember, like you got to go back and look at some of that stuff, reread it. I mean, it is insane when you look at it now and it's just like pulling knives out of people's backs and things like that. Uh, love it. Any, any thoughts on the Alliance, Dave? I gave you my thoughts on the Alliance. Okay. I'm Which, done with the Alliance. I, I have nothing else to say about the Alliance. Say la vie. Uh, you did mention this, um, the Indiana transfer, Michael Penix from, uh, Phoenix. Michael Penix, it doesn't stick like Land Danning does. Um, sorry, but Michael Penix, uh, he's the Husky starter. So he's going to be the starter up at he's a Husky University starter. of Washington. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've heard from Oregon State yet. Um, but yeah. So Washington knows who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, you still got, who's the dude from last year? Was it um, Dylan Dil- Morris? Dylan Jake, Morris. Jake Dylan Morris or Dylan Jake, Jake Morris. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a Jake. So this in is there. Jake Penix. Plus, you got who you know Heward there too, the former five star, and he's I don't know what you know. When you got a guy that's like a former five star, he's been around a little while, and he's sort of like hanging around in third place. That's not a good sign. But when do they change his name? When do they change his like? When do they do the formal uh, ceremony to change his name to Jake? I think you have to have three starts, and then you get to be Jake. He's not Jake to start the season. I thought it was like mm, um, no, I don't. It's like you have to earn. It was it. sort of like when you have the kings of England, um, <laughs> and they would change their name upon coronation to okay. something that was proper. Uh, like you know, David became Edward because Edward was a kingly name and david wasn't yeah david's um, definitely not a kingly well, it's name. super weird because i mean david was obviously an ancient king um but yeah no it was uh so i think 
my guess is that Washington does it sometime this weekend where he'll come out of the weekend being Jake Penix. Okay. Um, perfect. Oh, we, you know, that's what I like about doing this kind of stuff. We talk about Oregon state starting quarterback. Scott chimes in seems clearly to be uh chance Nolan in Corvallis. He's, he says Corvegas. Corvegas. True. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. Corvegas. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like get Vegas vibes. No, but I don't really get those from Starkville either, but they go Stark Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. David mentioned Vegas this morning. I haven't been back for a while, but like we went, you know, we went hard. I, I was going Pac-12 hard at the tournament. beginning of this year. Yeah. And we did, we did go hard uh, for that, but um, okay. What are the other newsy things I had? So uh, what's, Oh, Cal's got the California legends collective starting off. Hold on. We'll do, uh, do a little thing. California golden bears. So they're partnering with beast mode. Beast Mode Marketing, you got you know who that is. So uh, that's kind of cool. Like I love when you get like legendary people involved in these kind of things. So they got a collective coming now. Pac-12 is a little slower uh, doing that stuff. I think Oregon's probably the most advanced. The players. So there was this thing this week, which you didn't include here because maybe you don't know about it because you're just not on top of the news. Uh, players from a variety of different football programs have partnered with something called Yoke um, to form their own. Uh, NIL collectives, okay. um, basically to crowdfund. Um, UCLA's players did one. I think ASU got in on it. Um, but around the country, a lot of them have. Oregon did. Um, and they're crowdfunding for it. Uh, but the, the hang-up for me is that Yoke is taking an 18% cut Ooh. Uh, for basically managing a website. Um so it feels yeah. like it's a little predatory, but also I'm a little jealous because we definitely should have set that up because I think with, um, I mean, with a little bit of your support, but mostly my just significant technical ability, um, I probably <laughs> could have formed a website uh, yes. for people to donate money to. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's happening as well. So the players who are perhaps getting a little impatient with their respective schools' reluctance and or unwillingness to... Uh, form collectives of their own are doing it themselves okay cool well uh good for them i mean this it's obviously ever-changing landscape so we'll see what happens there um there was also a dennis dodd did a really in-depth piece this week about the big 10 expansion and all that there's more rumors and stuff coming around um you know we heard uh kevin warren was going to go on hbo uh I, i think that came out this week Talking about, you know, expansion, they could get to 20 teams and all this kind of stuff. So Dennis had a really uh, in-depth story. I, I would highly recommend checking that out. And then Brett McMurphy uh, tweeted something out that kind of caused a little bit of a stir. He was talking about Oregon uh, had reached out to the Big Ten. Now, it wasn't the top channels. It wasn't, you know, you have Michael Chill who's uh, going to Northwestern. Uh, he said he wasn't involved. Um, but, you know, people at Oregon uh, and people in the Big Ten chatting which i think john Wilner was saying like well why wouldn't you like you're you know, obviously that's something you're going to look into um so there's there's gonna be these little like things happening all around but nothing you know nothing big yet um you know we still haven't heard from notre dame my thoughts i think notre dame is gonna end up staying independent i don't know if, what you think but I, I still kind of feel we're like in a pause mode you know just sort of like this is where we're gonna be but there was just buzz this last week of you know it, it kind of slowed down right conference you know realignment things conference expansion expanding and all that and then this last week there was just kind of more like hype going around it yeah i i i still think it's probably in 
sort of a pause mode. Um, even what Oregon reached out to the Big Ten about seemed more like exploratory than anything, at yeah. least from what McMurphy reported. So um, I still think we're probably in a holding pattern at least till next offseason. Um, and then we'll see what happens from there. That's, I mean, then obviously that's great for uh, our buddy, let me pull it up, George Klyovkov in the, uh, in the Pac-12 because he's trying to keep everything, you know, everyone together. He needs the 10 that are there. Chance to expand, you know, he would love if there was some sort of, you know, greater right, something to keep everyone together because he knows until that happens, it's just, um, you know, it's going to be tough to, you know, there, if, if Oregon leaves or Washington leaves, I mean, you're screwed. You know, the Pac-12 screwed. If the Arizona schools leave, uh, any of that stuff. So he's doing his best to kind of keep things together. So he'd like it to be quiet. I actually had a little theory um, I wanted to get, well, real quick, uh, uh, sports business journal also came in and said about the big 10 contract, there were specific language in this big 10 contract, you know, the huge $8 billion deal, whatever it is for seven years, uh, CBS, Fox and NBC, they know exactly how much they would have to pay in rights fees more if Notre Dame joined the conference. So they they have you know contingencies in the contract specifically. Hey, if Notre Dame joins, it bumps up to this. Would be really curious to see what those numbers are. Uh, there isn't a specific dollar figure um, for any other uh, like an Oregon or a Washington or Clemson or anything like that. But for um, you know for for Notre Dame, they they have that in there. So it's interesting. And uh, and apparently there's ways to you know redo the deals if if they were going to add like Oregon and Washington, things would probably change, right? But apparently, the, I thought that was interesting that they just had Notre Dame was like written into the contract. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, but it stands to reason, given the Big Ten's priority to uh, basically wait on Notre Dame for any reason. And then they can also use that to essentially say to Notre, to Notre Dame, well, if you come over, here's exactly what's going to happen. You don't, th- there's no speculation about it. Um, and I'm sure, like, in whatever talks that the Big Ten had with Notre Dame, that was probably a sticking point. Like, we can't. We can't go for an unknown. We would have to go for knowing exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. So, well, I had a little theory. So, I mean, you had a theory. I did. So, the I'd SEC like and the Big Ten—they're all—they're playing chess, right? And they—they, they, you know, they're—they're they're doing these moves like the Texas Oklahoma thing. Boom, that was big. Now, is ESPN involved a lot? Sure. And same thing with Kevin Warren, USC UCLA, big moves, right? Um, but Fox is involved in all that. I feel like we all felt everything was slowing down and nobody was going to do anything. And then it's sort of like, oh, well, if you're Kevin Warren, you're the Big Ten, would you rather people think that you're about to like gobble up some more, you know, programs like Pac-Man or something or and then, you know, maybe make the SEC try to do something and make a desperate move? Um, You know, maybe it's something to scare the ACC. So there's talk about potentially getting out of that grant of rights and all that stuff. But if the, if the ACC was uh, schools could get out, the SEC benefits more, I think than the big 10, like they're closer to those programs. I think there's markets they could add. Now there's some markets that the big 10 could add. And there's some that, you know, you don't want to, you don't need to add a program, you know, like, do they need Florida state because you already have, uh, you know, Florida there or Miami. So it'd be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. North Carolina would be like the battleground. I think both big 10 and, the SEC would want it, but I. This is my theory, Dave. That the if Kevin Warren's dr- like not l- telling anyone what he's going to do, kind of keeping everyone on their toes. Maybe the SEC makes some kind of desperate move and screws up because you know the SEC made their big move, 
Big Ten made their big move. If they keep making people think, oh, we're going to make another move when they're not going to, it kind of keeps everyone else on their toes. So I don't know. I'm curious to any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I guess to an extent, um, I'd be interested to see if they go more, you know, they're in a little bit of a Cold War right now, acquiring pieces, you know, fighting proxy battles. Um, but will <laughs> uh, will um, uh, will the Big Ten try to poach more directly? Uh, I saw Wilner had a theory a while back. What if they just go after Texas? Um, because, I mean, what's the exit fee? Who knows? But Texas is probably a better fit in the Big Ten and probably has a better competitive um, uh, landscape um, in the Big Ten than they do in the SEC. Uh, the SEC, they might be, I don't know, the fourth best program in the West. Um, in the Big Ten, they might have you know more of a chance of being a top four team in the entire conference. Um, that would be interesting. You know, it does the Big Ten with its money, because its money is different money than SEC. The SEC, stop telling me to look at that camera, all right? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. All right. I'm going to look at the side of your head all day long. That's what I do. I put the solo shot of Dave up while he was talking. And, okay. See him. Look, I'm like, look over here. No, dude. no, no. It, it looks weird if I look directly at the camera. Nobody likes that. No, yeah, see, Nobody wants here's that. Here's his camera. Nobody his, wants his this. Camera's right do here. you want me looking, looking directly at, at you? Is uh, this weird? It looks weird to me because well, I'm staring that, at a black dot. Here, do that again. Look okay, at the camera. Yeah, yeah, no, we're talking. We're looking at the camera. So that looks I'm so looking much at the better. Camera. It's not good. No, you look off in the distance a little bit. That looks more natural. Nobody likes direct eye contact. I don't know. Um, anyway, Texas should go to the Big Ten, and I think that would be more fun than any of the stuff about North Carolina. Who cares about the Tar Heels? Not me. Well, I mean, they're good in... In what? Like, I mean, basketball. Basketball? It's a secondary sport, <laughs> except true. when UCLA is playing. Then it's a primary sport. <laughs> All right. Any other uh, newsy notes stuff you want to get to before we jump in to what the point of the show? We didn't ever talk about what the point of the show is. Yeah, yeah. You really did a really horrible job of introing. Because we're doing thing. a whole lot of stuff. All Who at once. is? Uh, well, I am, and you're sitting there, and like I'm sitting here not, not staring at the, at the all camera. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is just look at the camera, and he's, he can't do that. I'm not going to do it. This is like yeah, hi. Everyone, this is how the sausage is made. This is as inside baseball as you're going to get. I'm going to stare see. at the camera now the entire show. Perfect. I love staring it. Staring right at it. Awesome. Uh, you're right. not even looking at the camera. You know what you're doing? You're looking down at your computer. You're because not I have to. Yeah, but you're not staring at the little dot. I have to produce the show, so I have to move us along. Like I, I do the work to make this thing going. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let's. I'm going to pull up. We got a question. Not. A, we have a comment. I want to pull up. Um. From uh, Big Easy 206. Three things. Love that you guys are doing this. Thank you. Uh, two, Dave looks like a low-budget Robert Redford. Damn. That's pretty impressive. Like I I'm, think they mean in Jeremiah Johnson. Which one? As, I don't know that's that the one with the gif of him um, nodding by the creek in the forest. Okay. So maybe that one? You know that one. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen that one. And then Dave almost looks as bored as he sounds on the podcast. LLO. Say this fondly, of course. Keep it up, guys. I've got a bored resting face. Yeah. it's When it, Ryan is talking. Yeah, or anyone <laughs> besides you are talking. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty bored to shit with myself, too. Let's be honest. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we go through each and every Pac-12 game, and we want to predict uh, the outcomes. We're going to go through each team, and then... We'll tell you who we think. And I need to write David's uh, predictions down. And then I'll tell you how we did last year uh, doing this team. We have our new power. I know this is a big deal. Um, new power rankings are out. So I basically came up with the power rankings. Senator David, he's like, sure. 
Um, I think he would probably have it a little bit differently now that we know some of the, the records and stuff. But we're going to go through this. Uh, I will we'll go through each game uh, fairly quickly. And first up, our number 12 team, we have Stanford Cardinal. Let me uh, put up a picture of our, our buddy David Shaw. Yeah, dead goddamn last. And with good reason. I have them last. Uh, last year, I said they would go 2-10. and 10. You said they'd go 4-8. and eight. They went 3-9. and nine, So we kind of just hit this one in the middle. Um, do you want to go through... Maybe, just want to say what, well. All right, so what do you got? I have them at two and ten. Okay. I think they're going to be big asshole. Uh, what do you have? I have them at one and eleven. So he's got also them as big slightly ass. bigger asshole. Um, my two wins are Colgate. Yeah, I got that. And I have them very weirdly beating Oregon State. Ooh. Okay, this is going to be knowing, knowing that. This is home game. <laughs> yes, yes. Knowing some future information, you are very surprised by that. I'm very surprised. Um, yes, by that. But okay. I mean, that's uh I, I think Oregon State's gonna be pretty good. I it's tough because how is I mean, are they gonna win against, you know, Washington on the road? Are they gonna win at Oregon on the road? Like are they gonna beat Certainly not, no USC at home? Like okay. Uh, maybe that. <laughs> I, I I mean <sighs> I don't Could, know. Like, couldn't you see like Lincoln Riley's offense just not quite, not quite there, and Stanford wins like a nine to six game, like just do something stupid. There's no like, if you put Jordan Addison at under center, he would score more than that, like just by himself. Like if they 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 had ten men and they just. But wouldn't it be funny? It would be fun. No, there's a lot of funny things, but <laughs> the funny thing's going to be like how ass Stanford is going to be again. Like they were butt last year. I'm going to go ass this year. There, there's been times when we predicted Stanford's record, and I just haven't felt like I felt like if you when you you count them out, that's when David Shaw comes back. He kind of did that the pandemic year, but since I mean, no, I mean that was I was impressed with the pandemic years because they couldn't even practice at home. But they don't play Colorado, they don't play Arizona, right? They miss Colorado, they miss Arizona. It's just nothing lines up well uh, for this team. Oh, and they have Notre Dame on the road, you know, and BYU, yeah, and BYU at home, like to end the uh the regular season so i mean could they beat arizona state like if they're at a you know i think arizona state's gonna be bad i have arizona state winning this game uh but yeah this is gonna be i don't know big shitty yeah big so sorry sorry uh you know to our zodiac killer stanford fan Uh, i just don't like what i'm seeing here okay let's go to our number 11 team and we have See, I got to do all stuff. Colorado Buffalo. Just muttering. He's got a bunch of Just fucking muttering under his breath. I've got to do all this yeah. shit. Yeah, there's our buddy Carl Durrell. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this up there. Um, you do not have... Uh, oh, we also have a good comment I want to put up. Um, you do not have Colorado with a very good record. Let me tell you what we did last year. Uh, I said Colorado would be 2-10. and 10. I was really like down on Colorado. Uh, you had them at four and eight. What'd they finish? Four and eight. Yeah, baby. You nailed this one. Yeah, baby. Um, I've got the read on Colorado, but let me tell you guys, you are entering <laughs> year three of the Carl Durrell experience, and that is not a good place to be. Not a good place to be. It was a good place to be in 2005 at UCLA, but that was because they had guys like uh, Maurice Drew, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Uh, you know, fifth year senior Drew Olson. Um, Colorado doesn't have that. They still have Brendan Lewis, as far as I know. He's still the quarterback, correct? Uh, yeah, I, 
I don't I th- I don't know if they've named him. I think they were talking him up uh, in comparison to JT Shroud, who is not yet um, you know yeah. fully back from his injury. It's kind of one of those things. Just go with Shroud. That's like a that. lot of uh, preamble to say, and this is unfortunate, and I don't feel good about it. But I have Colorado going one and eleven. I have them winning one football game this year, wow. and that one football game is against ASU. Uh, aside oh, wait. from that. So you okay? You have them beating. Let me let me mark this down for you. So you have them beating ASU. Oh, you're they are uh, okay. I have them losing to TCU, gotcha. losing to Air Force, losing to Minnesota. The one Pac-12 win, the one win overall against ASU. Okay, so I have them at again two and ten. So I'm the more optimistic one. Yep. Colorado fans, I love I love me some Ralphie. I think they're going to beat TCU in the opener. TCU like you know they got some turmoil and stuff going on there. It's a Friday game. Uh, Coming in, you know, coming to Colorado, uh, but I, I also think they're going to beat ASU. So I had that same one. Uh, but they play air, at Air Force. I mean, that's not going to be easy. At Minnesota, that they end up hiring Minnesota's, you know, uh, off the, uh, you know, Mike Sanford, the offensive coordinator there, who was just terrible, he got fired, and and Colorado hires him. You had a lot of your best players leave for the transfer portal. Now they brought some guys in. Alex Fontenot is going to be good, but. I mean, I, I'm not optimistic. Yeah. To, I yeah, mean, yeah. You're, you know, you're uh, more pessimistic than I am, but holy I cow. mean, I think we both think this team's going to be uh, very bad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go on our next, uh, our number 10 team we have. Arizona State Sun Devils. <laughs> you know, pulling up these pictures, like... Some of them, they're just, I didn't have great pictures from Pac-12 Media Day. I was like, I can't find a great picture of like the head coach, like sitting at the podium at Pac-12 Media. I don't know what it is, but the best one I saw of Herm was like from above, but I got the, got the Herm one. Um, Arizona State, we were pretty close. We both said they were going to be nine and three and they were eight and four. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, so not not too shabby as far as that goes. What so you- I've got them going, uh, I've got them inverting. From their record last year, I've got them going four and eight. Um, I think you know, in the process of creating the smoking crater, like I think at this point, what you would, what it would be is, um, so in the mass of people, the bomb has detonated, okay, but it hasn't yet fully expanded. Like the flaming fireball has not fully expanded to create the full crater. It's just the detonation at the beginning. Like now, the the structure is unstable. But it hasn't yet turned into a big hole in the ground uh, from which uh, the only noises are sorrow and um, <laughs> okay. and cries. Um, so ASU, uh, I have them in non-conference play, two and one. Uh, crushing NAU, crushing Eastern Michigan, losing to Oklahoma State, but there's no harm in that. But then I have them going two and seven in conference play with their only two wins against Washington and Stanford. Uh, let's see. I have let me like, compare them. Okay. Oh, so you have ASU beating Washington. And ASU beating Stanford. And ASU beating Stanford. I have those two games. And that well, no, I have them beating Stanford. I don't have them beating Washington. I have them at one and eight in conference. So you got so three and nine going? I got here? three and nine going for, for ASU. Like Damn. Like their final so they have a bye week. So they play at Oklahoma State, you know, Eastern Michigan, whatever. I mean, they play Utah and at USC and then Washington. And so I think you're like two and I think they lose to Washington, even though it's at home. And you're like two and four heading into the bye week. And then everything else, 
Uh, you got four of the six, last six are all road games. You know, I think they'll beat, you know, win at Stanford. Um, that's a big one for Stanford if they can uh, pull that one off. But, uh, you know, you get UCLA at home and Oregon State at home. Like, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I think by then people have probably been fired and, you know, not looking good. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic on ASU. I tried to find some more wins, uh, but no, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. The lesson is always kids. Uh, don't keep Herm Edwards as your head coach when you have an excuse not to. Yeah. Um, we had a Anthony put up a comment, uh, Carl Borrell. Yeah. So I like that. He doesn't seem to be uh, super excited about uh, Carl. Okay. So our number nine team we have Arizona Wildcats. Jed Fish. Now, you, you might actually have them higher because of, uh, you know, dude, I am, I am all in on the fish train. We uh, last year you were you were all in. You had Arizona at four and eight. They didn't go four and eight. No, but, I had I had them at one eleven. Boom, they were one eleven. But so, they had the profile of a three and nine, four and eight team. Yeah, they were the best one eleven team in the country. Damn right, baby. But uh, I I nailed this one, so I was pretty happy about that. So they um, were the best one eleven team in the country next, uh, last year. I think they're going to be the worst six and six team in the country this year. Six and six, yeah, huh? baby. So I've got them. Um, I've got them beaten. San Diego State and North Dakota State in the non-conference. I have that too. And I've got them giving Mississippi State a game. Okay, they're gonna lose. Uh, and then in conference play, I have them beating ASU, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington State. Hold on, ASU, Colorado. Oh, you have them beating Oregon. Okay, yeah, yeah, girl. Uh, Washington State and ASU. That's a Friday. ASU game. So mm-hmm. I have I have the exact same thing except I have them Oregon winning. So I have uh, Arizona at five and seven, which is, you know, that's uh, still a major improvement, right? From what? So you went five and seven, and you're giving me shit for six and six? No, I'm not, I wasn't giving you shit, but just you know, I, I, too. If I have them five and seven, like maybe I have them a little too high. Well, I think that's probably about about right. I have some teams that are like going to be have good records, and then some really terrible records, and then you know, there's a kind of fun. Kind of a fun middle. Mine, um, mine, mine uh, only gets dumber from here. Like <laughs> my my picks only get stupider from this point on. Okay. Um, all right. So we, yeah, we're like you know we both think Arizona is going to be significantly better. It it the schedule's not easy. Um, oh, the uh, let me pull up the schedule again real quick. Uh, they miss uh, Stanford and Oregon State, so you don't want to miss Stanford. Um, but Oregon State, you know, that's not a bad miss there. Uh, okay, so next up, we have our number eight team. California Golden Bears. I put up uh, Justin Wilcox. Uh, this is a weird one I got of, of Wilcox, a photo for him. Um, last year, you nailed this one. Uh, you said there would be five and seven. I said they'd be seven and five. They ended up five and seven. Oh yeah, baby. Now there was the COVID game. They lost Arizona. Like they should have been six and six. It should have been right in the middle, but they're five and seven. Um, yeah. And let's see, you know, there's a lot of talk about, and we have a question on this too. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Just how good Cal could be. There's some people just think they're going to be absolute garbage. I'm curious to see this year. I have them one, two, three, four, five. I have them at six and six making a bowl. So, Kind of where they should have been last year. Do you know year. what I've done? I've done something horrible. I've picked Cal for eight and four. 
Wow. I have them beating you UC are... Davis and UNLV and losing to Notre Dame. I okay. think you have the same thing, right? I do. But then in conference play, I only have them losing to... Well, go Wash- through one by one so okay. I, can, I can write them down. So you have Arizona. You have beaten Arizona. Beaten Arizona. You have beaten Washington State. I have them. No, no, no. Okay. Why are you doing it that way? Look, I'm doing it in alphabetical order because that's the way I do it. I grid this. <laughs> alphabetical order? I'm going like the order the games are all played. All right, all right. So I have them beating Arizona. I have them losing to Washington State. Okay. What's next? Uh, Colorado. I have them beating Colorado. I have them beating them too. Um, I think so far we're the same. Okay. Washington. I have them beating Washington. I do too. Uh, Oregon. I have them beating Oregon. Okay, I don't have that. So there's one difference. Uh, USC. I have them losing to USC. So do I. Uh, Oregon at Oregon State. I have them losing at Oregon State. Okay. Uh, Stanford. I have them beating Stanford. So then you have them beating UCLA. I have them beating UCLA. Okay. So I have UCLA because, you know, Carl Durrell. I mean, not Carl Durrell. Chip Kelly. Uh, it's a Friday game after the USC game, which is always a little nerve wracking for UCLA. Gotcha. And it's Friday game and it's at. Uh, it's at Cal. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Cal could pull that one off. Okay. So you got them uh, eight and four. Eight and four, right? Yeah. Eight I have and four and six and three in six, conference, baby. Okay. I have them at uh, six and six. But I think, you know, it's, I think that's all pretty um, reasonable. So that's, that's a big, so you would probably have them higher. Yeah. I wouldn't have them eight or whatever we have them. Yeah. So we have uh, Cal at eight. Uh, our number seven team, Washington State Cougars. And uh, let me pull up the our Jake Dickert picture. Um, well, I'm curious to see where you have Washington State. Last year, uh, they you said they would be five and seven. I say they'd be four and eight. They're actually seven and five. So we were we had them losing record. So was record. Uh, you were closer on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this year, I have one, two, three. You didn't. I have them eight and four. You decided not to write down the record. You I didn't write down the record. I wrote, wrote down all the stuff from last no, year you like and to, like you, you like know. to count on air. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I all the things I'm doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I've got them at seven and five. Okay. All right. So have, non-conference, I have Idaho win, Colorado State win, Wisconsin loss. Same thing. Same. Yeah. All right. Then uh, start it off. What's what's first? So uh, they go Oregon at home. Oregon. I've got a loss. Me too. I'm sorry. Uh, I have Washington State winning that one. So you have Oregon winning that one. Okay. Yep. I think they beat uh, Oregon at home. Then they take. They have Cal at home. Cal, I have them as winning. Yep. Uh, then they are going on the road to USC. Uh, USC. Uh, wow. I had. Yeah. I have that as a loss. Okay. Same thing. Uh, at I Oregon, accidentally put it in the UCLA column. At Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State. I have that as a loss. Yeah. And then they have a bye week. Thursday night game against Utah. I have that as a loss. Wait, uh, no, I have that as a win. I do. Wow, too. what did I do? I have them beating Utah at home on a Thursday night. Yeah. So, uh, then they play at Stanford. We both have Washington State probably. Yep. Uh, then Arizona State at home. Arizona State at home. I have a win. Yeah, me too. And so I have them at. Oh, go ahead. At Arizona, and then at Arizona, I have a loss. I do too. And then Washington. Washington, I have them winning. Yes. Okay. So the only difference was Oregon, then. Yeah, that was the, the only game that was different was Oregon. So got it. Um, so I mean that, but that would be similar to where you had Cal, right? I mean that's uh, yeah, really similar situation with a lot of teams this year. I had a I had a really strong middle. Yes, I think that, and I think that's, I think that's a good working theory. Like a lot of people think there's going to be a strong uh, 
you know, middle of the Pac-12, which means who knows what it means. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we're going to get to the top half. Our number uh, six team we have. Washington Huskies. <laughs> Pull up new Washington Huskies coach, Kalen DeBoer, on the YouTubes. Uh, last year, <laughs> this was I was this was my worst one. Um, you had 10 and 2, didn't you? I had 11 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> what did I have? 9 and 3. 9 and 3. Yeah. And uh, they were four and eight. <laughs> we were all in on the Jimmy Lake era. I thought they'd be pretty good. Well, the schedule was like really weak. Like if they'd been at all quality, they would have been at least a bull team. Yeah, there was like there was no there was no quality. No. Um, all right, bad well, quality. So yeah, for this one, I got them seven and five. Same, this year. but I've got a weird thing. I've got them sweeping non-conference, including beating Michigan State at home. Okay. Um, I have them losing to Michigan State at home, but Michigan State's probably a little overrated. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I was figuring. Who do you have for losses? Uh, like I have them losing I have them to lo- UCLA. Okay, I've got UCLA loss, Cal loss, yep, Oregon loss, yep, and Arizona State loss. Interesting. Okay, because uh, I figure Arizona State they still have enough talent that they're gonna sneak out a, a weird win, and Washington will be that weird win. Okay, so you have them losing to Arizona State. Um, but you have a beating. I've been beating Arizona, Colorado, uh, Stanford, and Oregon State. Okay. Um, what about Washington State? Washington State loss. Okay, so I have I have uh, Washington State. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have Washington State that one too. Okay, cool. Um, it's kind of confusing putting a lot of stuff in there. So, what was your record for them? You had uh seven and five, four and five in league. Okay. Uh, so that's the same thing I had there too. So I think the only switch I had Michigan State winning, and you had uh, what was the other one? Well, uh, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right. So that is the uh, Washington Huskies. We had them at number six. Our number five team, the top half. Well, no, actually, number six was the top half. Yeah, we're getting deeper into the top five. Top five. Top five. Uh, which again. If you looked at your predictions, we should probably have this changed a little bit. But <laughs> Oregon State Beavers. Uh, so the Beavs uh, we have up there. Uh, last year, uh, you didn't do well with this one. You had them at three and nine. How could you do that to Angie? I had them at six and six, making a bowl. They were seven to five. Yeah. Um, you know they 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 weren't very good on defense. I'm perhaps overcorrecting this year. <laughs> You might be, or let me let me pull up uh, our buddy um, Jonathan Smith. We'll put him up on the screen there. Uh, you're overcorrecting. I uh, have him at eight and four. Wow. Okay. And six and three in conference. I have a one, two, three. I have uh, I have him at nine and three. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. I have him beating Boise and Montana State, but losing to Fresno State in non-conference. Okay. What do you have? I have them sweeping out non-conference. Okay. All that right. might be where we're different. Well, conference play, uh, this is where it gets a little weird and wild. So I have them losing to Utah. Yes. Losing to Washington. And losing to Stanford, but winning all the other games, including USC. Okay. So you have them losing to Stanford. I have them beating Stanford. And then um, I have them beating USC. You have them beating USC too? Yeah. Damn. The, the home game. So, yeah, I have them going 4-0, and 
Then they lose to Utah, beat Stanford, beat Washington State. Uh, I had them losing to Colorado. Whoa. I don't know why. Wow. Okay. It's like a... Did I do that right? How did I... Because you had Colorado as uh, two and ten, right? Let me pull. Maybe I wrote the wrong thing on that one. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, I can't. That can't be correct, right? Um, no, I have Oregon State winning that one. Yeah. So, so that, do you have them at ten and two then? Holy crap! Do I? So I have them losing to Washington. Uh huh. Losing to Utah. Uh huh. And I have it too. You have Oregon State going ten and two this year. Nice. So they've got to be your number two team in the Pac-12, then, right? I think okay. So I think they're going to be. What do you have them doing against Oregon? Uh, beating Oregon. Okay, so you have them as the number two team in the league, then probably, right? I think I might have like I think they're going to be seven and oh no, they're eight and one in league, right? Well, no, you have them losing to Utah, oh, no, no, yeah. and you have them losing to Washington. So I think they're seven and two, and then I think I have I think I have USC as seven and two. So it'll be. But like, they have the head to head. Oh, it's true. Yeah, so I think they're. I might have them representing. We did the same. Okay. Well, well, I don't want to get into it yet. We both have Oregon State number two. <laughs> Why do we have them number five? I don't know. Yeah, we might have to adjust our power <laughs> rankings compared to our. We're doing this on the fly, people. Um, All right. That seems kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, trucks is here. Let me say. Trunks. What? He doesn't like that. No, he doesn't. He or she. Uh, USC will crush. The oh, good. Beach. We've dropped this down to a tight 18 people watching now. Nice. Hey. Okay. People are enjoying it. Um, <laughs> well, it's cool. You can watch the replay and everything too. Yeah, that's We're recording true. it. That's like, true. It's just, but the live, well, the and live... it's, it's not 18, you know, it's, it's probably like thousands. It's just, they keep jumping in every couple minutes and then leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Okay. So yeah, we should definitely have Oregon state, uh, higher than that, but you know, whatever, this is how we do things. Uh, next up we have, let me pull up our, our number four team is UCLA Bruins. Yeah. Let me put up our boy Chip who just got an extension. Look at that. He's just so, he didn't just get it. It's now been a minute. Okay. A a minute of what? It's been a minute since he got that extension. We don't need to like, you know, keep saying just got the extension. It was like nine months ago. Okay. Uh, you again. Just you know, weren't weren't a high on chip. You had him at five and seven. You had another losing record. Mm-hmm. Come on, like he has. He did he have a losing record since he got to UCLA? Oh wait, oh yeah, he only had <laughs> losing records. So you were kind of keeping the trend going. I said no, they're going to go seven and five. They're actually eight and four, uh, better than uh, either of us thought. Um, I got him winning a bunch of games, David. I got him improving, going nine and three. What do you got? I also have them going nine and three. Um, I have them sweeping non-conference, which I can't imagine you have any different. No. Um, and then in conference play, my losses yep. are Utah, uh-huh. Cal, Ooh, okay. and Oregon. Okay. So you have Cal, but you have them beating USC. I have them beating USC. Okay. It's at the Rose Bowl. Yes. Um, and I have them beating Arizona, ASU, Colorado. Stanford and Washington. Right. So I, I have them uh, beating Cal, but losing to USC and losing to Oregon. Mm, so, okay. um, but we both should probably have them ranked ahead of, uh, I mean, below Oregon State, since we think Oregon State, or I had Oregon State going 
Ten or two, that seems like a little ridiculous. Well, I don't necessarily. So mine is a little bit based on tiebreakers and stuff. Yours is a little ridiculous because you went ten and two. Like they should be number two for you because you, yes. you legitimately have them with a better overall record than anyone else. True. Except Utah. I kind of wrote the wrong. Th- I thought it was nine and three, and I was like, oh, they're not. So no, they're ten and two in your mind. Yeah. Um, I have Oregon State at eight and four, but just the way the conference tiebreakers work, or what I'm anticipating them to work, like. Um, as the number two team in the league. Uh, I know we only have like 20 people or something watching uh, live, but Scott is broadcasting this on the AT&T Jumbotron with 100,000 people. So Hell thank yeah, you, baby. Scott, for doing that. Uh, that should help <laughs> Alex has, has 500 people crowded around his phone watching this YouTube. Oh, I like that, Sarah. I'll put, yeah. I'll put him up there, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perfect. Thank you for doing that. Okay, let's go to... <laughs> thanks, Alex. Appreciate that. Let's go to our number... Um, our th- number three team, Oregon Ducks. And they should definitely not be my number three team. <laughs> they should, yeah. Well, I sent this over. And you're like, uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. And like, we, we probably should have like readjusted this for um, what we actually picked. Uh, this is across the board. Our best job of picking last year. Uh, you said they go 10 and two. I said they go 10 and two. They went 10-2. Hey. Boom. Killed it. We crushed this one. Um, this year, I think there's going to my, I think there's going to be a little bit of regression. Uh, but you know, not much. I, I have a this is a eight and four ducks team. What do you have? I have seven and five. So wow, okay. So, so I have in the non-conference losing to Georgia, beating Eastern Washington and BYU. Okay. I got that too. And then in Conference play, I've got some weird stuff happening to okay. Oregon this year. They're going to lose to Arizona. All right. You told me that earlier. That's that was still hard to believe, but that's okay. <laughs> They're going to lose to Utah. I got that one. Is that one hard for you to believe? That was not hard for me to believe. I've seen it. I saw it in person, <laughs> and it was an ass whooping. <laughs> and then I've got them losing to Cal and losing to Oregon State. Okay. So Cal, um, you have Cal winning and then Oregon State. But you have them beating Stanford. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh wait, no. Yeah, I have or I have them beating Stanford too. Uh, what was the other different one? UCLA. Uh, UCLA. Who do you have? I have Oregon winning that one. I have that one too. Okay. So I have them losing to Washington State, Utah, and Oregon State. And you have those three. I have them losing to Oregon State, Arizona, Utah, and Cal. Okay. Oh, so I don't have them losing to Washington. Gotcha. State. Gotcha. Okay, that's the one I need to switch. Sorry about that. Okay, so I have them losing to Washington State, Utah, and Oregon State. Um, so yeah, we'll see how we predict on this one and stuff. But uh, why do you why are you a little down on the the Ducks? I just think it's going to be a transitional season to a certain extent. I still think they have a ton of talent. Um, the schedule I don't love. Like it just seemed like they're going to run into a lot of. Um, you know, decent quality teams. Um, so I, I think Arizona, they're going to be really amped up for that game. Um, I just think they're going to, they're going to get everyone's best shot yep. because they are the like, you know, reigning whatevers. And I think they're not necessarily going to be prepared for that in year one for good old Land Danning. The, and they have no Bix as their quarterback and he sucks. Yeah. No Bix. <laughs> Uh, the division formerly known as Pac-12 North, right. they're the reigning champs of that 
the thing that doesn't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Okay. So that's our number three team, which we should probably move down since neither of us have them as as high as some of the other teams in there. But, you know, this is what we do. We'll, we'll have to re, we'll, <laughs> we're going to redo the power rankings now that we know what we are actually picking for the games. We'll have to redo the power rankings. Because <laughs> we didn't, when we pick, we didn't really know what was going to happen when we picked. It's just, you know, you just kind of pick and whatever. Okay. Our number two team, USC Trojans. And let me put up the uh, Lincoln Riley headshot there. Uh, way off on this one. You had USC nine and three. I had them ten and two. They were four and eight. Like they were. Who was closer? Uh, you were closer by got one it, game. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't point out when I'm closer, which I think was most of the time. It hasn't but, happened once, but yeah, yeah uh, that's cool. <laughs> you were the one that was way off. Uh, I have USC. Losing at Oregon State, uh, losing to Utah on the road, and then losing to Notre Dame. So I have them at nine and three and uh, seven and two in conference. But like you mentioned, I would have Oregon State going over them because they have, they have the head to head. Yeah. Which I games have, do you have? I have USC going nine and three as well. Um, but I have them sweeping non conference, including beating Notre Dame. I think by that point in the year, they're going to be, you know, ready to roll a little bit. Okay. Um, in conference play, I've got them losing to Utah, losing to UCLA, no harm in either of those, and then losing on the road to Oregon State. Okay. So we just have kind of the rivalry game switched, but you also have them losing to Utah and Oregon State. So right. we both have them at like nine and three. So good. Yeah. They'll, it'll be a good first year for Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's. And they'll be, I think they'll be surging a little bit at the end of the year. I mean, they'll lose to UCLA, but that'll be a good game. And then. It's Notre Dame last, right? This year? Uh, Notre Dame's last, yeah. yeah. So. And then beating the hell out of Notre Dame. But that's, uh, I mean, that's a, you know, that's why that, or to me, that Oregon State game is the key. Like Utah, I'm like, I don't think you're going to, you know, Utah's just really good. But if you can get the win at Oregon State, that sort of set things up for the rest of it. Because you could lose to Utah and still come back and, you know, and, uh, t- you know, finish second or whatever. And then play him again in Las Vegas and as long as the other crap doesn't go wrong. But I, I just think that Oregon state game is going to be a tough one um, to figure out. Okay. And let's see our last one. We have the number one team in the POC, the all important POC power rankings. Utah Utes. These two Utes. Yeah. Let's pull up our buddy, Kyle Whittingham. And uh, last year, uh, I had Utah going eleven and one. You had them um, eight and four. <laughs> they were nine and three, but they, you know, then they have one and mm-hmm. you know they were they're good. Yeah, yeah. They were, What'd you have them? Not, uh, eleven and one, and I had them what? Eight and four. And what they end up? Uh, nine and three. So who's closer? The, my one game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, was, okay. Um, so, but yeah, you were definitely not as high on the Utes, and you know, you look back, you know, they won. They won double digit games, right? You know, so they should have um probably have been better because they should have started the right quarterback. Right. But they started the wrong quarterback yeah. and all that stuff. Uh I got I think I did the same thing, right? I have I have Utah going eleven and one again. So I'm doubling down. Two years in a row, I'm picking the Utes to go. I got ten and two. Ten and two. Okay. All right. Uh, so I have them losing to Florida in non conference. Wow. Yeah. That would be a crushing Yeah, that's your theory. Um, and then in conference play, the only loss I have them taking is to Washington State. I have the same. I have that same thing. Um, I had them at Washington State on that Thursday game. They're, it's coming off a bye week. Both teams coming off a bye week. But I'm just like, yeah, you're going up to the Palouse. Uh, 
I think it'll be a dominant season for them. I think they'll drop one. And I mean, I don't think there is any shame in losing to Florida on the road in the opener um, in that environment. Um, and it's going to be a big time environment. So uh, I think they lose that one, lose one game in conference, probably don't contend for the playoff, but dominant run through the Pac-12. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I I do feel like if they lose to Florida, it's going to be hurting the entire Pac-12. I think it just kind of devalues. Oh, more than it, it's already dead. It's already been it's mortally dead. wounded. We it's are been doing a podcast dedicated to there are new pod, Pac-12 podcasts coming up yeah, every day. Our what is going on? Goddamn schools just ditched this thing because it's dying. Well, it's a bloated whale carcass. The school. Well, actually, that, we killed it. The, we 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 stabbed a spear into its heart. We did. Yeah, I don't think we did. Um, using us as proxies. Um. Well, yeah, I would disagree. Is, is UCLA gonna? <laughs> is UCLA still gonna leave? Like, are they gonna be allowed to leave? Is there? Yeah, thing? they're gonna be allowed to leave. They're gonna okay. Because yeah. like, I might leave and. The people are still like tweeting suggestions of like who your co-host should be if the team I cover leaves and the team you cover ends up staying. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious as well. Mm. I probably won't do a show. Well, because you would have to get someone that did work. Like, yeah, that'd be not tough. only just be your co-host, but then also do all the work. Yeah, that would be tough. Right. Um, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a wait? Wait. So we, oh, I, we have Utah. I have Utah and Oregon State in the championship game. I think I do too. And I have Utah winning that and winning the Pac-12. Yeah, I have Utah winning it. Um, but I, it would be much funnier if Oregon State won the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, you're looking for the funny stuff. I, I think it's funny that I have. I don't know how I have Oregon State going ten and two. Like <laughs> they're going to be seven and five, and I'm like, oh, they're just going to lose a bunch of stuff. I should probably go back and revisit it, but we already did the show, so I can't. So I'm just sticking with it. You know, when right. you're, you're putting these together and then you're kind of looking like, wait, does that make sense? Like, oh, okay, that looks okay here and doesn't look okay there. Um, all right. Well, why don't we do this? We're going to, we got some questions and stuff. And if you guys have any questions in the chat, um, put them in there and we can get them. But we got a bunch of emails to get to. So back in a minute. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back here. How was your break? It was good. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see how long that break was. Yeah. Um, what Were we at the hour mark? Damn. Did we really go an hour talking about all that stuff? We sure did. Uh, very cool. Well, you know, we're doing it live. There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. What was what I supposed to say? Um, let's get into some questions that we had. I think the first one is from William. 
uh, North Division podcast from 818. He says, for Ryan, I heard you concerning the seemingly under, quote, ratings of Cal this season. I follow all the Pac-12 podcasts, any national ones that review the Pac-12, regional newspapers, blogs, etc., and have for years. That's a lot of work for William. It is a lot. And we were actually mentioned before I'll, I'll go on. Um, they played a clip of what we were talking about, about Cal on the No Truck Stops podcast. Because I think it was, I, I, I'm sorry, I forget who it was. We're getting what, dropped on other shows? We got dropped on other shows. I think it was Carlos. But they, the whole the whole Truck Stops crew just thinks Cal's going to be like Arizona State garbage, you know? And, uh, or, you know, like, or like they were compared to like Colorado and stuff. And we were both like, they probably they should have went to a bowl last year. I mean, they had a strong end of the season. We were both more optimistic on Cal. You had Cal, I think, eight and four this year, right? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I think I went to Fugue State. Yeah. So they did talk about other Pac-12 podcasts. They they played a drop of our show talking about. I don't think Cal's going to be that bad. Um, so anyway, he said so. Uh, they've been widely exposed to all the Pac-12 projections this year. Cal is, uh, but. By far, the least appreciation has the least appreciation, and also the shallowest and minimal research I've seen in years. The trend I've read and listened to uh, are emphasizing the personnel not returning uh, and the implied holes they leave, with zero intelligence about any of the present personnel. Uh, sans quarterback, uh, Purdue transfer, Plummer. The running backs seem to be loaded. DBs look solid. Defensive line looks like to be a beast in years. Looks to be best, best in years. years. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, offensive line much improved over last year. Ironically, this season, in my opinion, looks the most promising yet in the Wilcox tenure. Uh, one of the exclusive Cal Bear blog sites, one of the staffers replied the other day, per this, where there was plenty of doubters spouting off. And they said, uh, XXXX, from what you've seen so far in practice, is this year's team better than last year's team? And he said, by far. I'm feeling great about my eight and four now. You feeling better? Yeah. Yeah. William William has uh he has pumped me up now. So I don't know why people are really, really down on Cal, but I mean I get no Chase Garbers. I guess that's probably part of the reason. But yeah. Well, and Cal's like kind of a boring nothing team. Like you don't really there's nothing really that like your brain hangs on to as like Oh, that's their calling card. That's the fun thing about that team because there's nothing fun about watching Cal football, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, William. It went it went from like a really heavy offensive team to a really heavy defensive team, right? Yeah, but like the heavy defense is not like a fun to watch defense. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, we bend but don't break, but we do it pretty well. Yeah. Um. Who's the uh, defensive lineman? Um. That didn't they get? Oh, I forget the guy that got back. But Ethan Saunders is supposed to be, you know, good. You know, Jack Plummer. Yeah, yeah. Just, just say some doing. names now, as if you knew them before, like looking them up just now. Not I'm looking them up. Uh, all right. You want to go next question? Yeah, this is from um, no name. My '63 Chevy, magical Christmas land. Uh, let's suspend reality for a moment and pretend it's the Monday after Week Three of the college football season, and the following thing have happened. Things have happened. Oregon defeats Georgia 26, 28-17 in a game where the Ducks score three special teams and one defensive touchdown while the offense only gains 108 total yards. 106, but sure. Dude. Yeah, man. Uh, Utah defeats uh, Florida 42-14 in a game highlighted by an elaborate post-TD dances that involves several props resulting in a Scott Van Pelt deep dive on SportsCenter. 
Washington State defeats Wisconsin 42 to 24 by by employing a strategy. Okay. Imploring. Yeah, imploring a strategy. I'm I'm trying my best right now. I can't even read the numbers correctly, and then I'm getting thrown a lot by the fact that these words are not. There's some grammatical issues in a lot of these emails, and then like as you're reading them live, it's a little more difficult. We're actually reading them live live. Employing a strategy that is all but unknown within Big Ten circles, the forward pass. (sighs) Cal defeats Notre Dame 6-3 in a game that features 40-mile-per-hour winds and heavy rain that sets football back no less than 65 years. Washington defeats Michigan State 24-10 in a game that largely that's largely uneventful but makes you think, is Washington good or is Michigan State really this bad? So let's pretend all this happens. How would the Pac-12 be talked about that Monday morning, and would a string of success like that do anything for the league's potential TV deal and the league's ability to stay together and or attract new teams? I mean, I think it would be beneficial, obviously, uh, I don't know if it's changing. It's not changing the TV deal, but I think it would give you need some wins, right? You need some sense of optimism, and this would be a much better scenario than losing a bunch of those games too. You know, just just having Oregon hanging around Georgia is going to be helpful. You know, if it's a complete blowout, if like what David thinks is going to happen, and you know Utah goes in and loses in the swamp. Those things are just, it's going to be tough to, to stomach. But this is definitely, this would, you know, this would be a benefit. But we saw the Pac-12 kind of on a high for the first couple of weeks and then, you know, fall off a cliff and you you had some really bad losses following up with like what we thought were really good wins and maybe the UCLA win wasn't as good as, you know, LSU just wasn't that good. Um, but this would be, you know, benefit. Are you talking about like the TV deal is going to get a lot better because they have a great, you know, week one? No, that's not the case, but... You need some momentum. You need some wins, and this would be some, be a nice win for the Pac-12. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we had a text message. This one says, uh, "Let's see. I'm never one to offend Larry Scott or oh, er, Thomas." Okay, so he was referring to Thomas. He thinks Thomas is like Larry Scott's burner account or something. Right, right. So right. he wrote in last week, but he recently made the point that NIL collectives won't take off in a black market filled with off-the-books payments. The issue isn't the collective's uh, demands, but rather the tax burdens that NIL payments will put on players. Why do a bunch of why would you do a bunch of paperwork and pay 36% to Uncle Sam when you can wake up to a greenback-filled cup of Starbucks in the morning? Is that was that what his point was from okay, that email? Because so, that was like one of the extraneous things he said, but then there were a bunch of other points that didn't make any sense. Right. So anyway, uh, for this, I would say it's not incumbent upon the players so much. Um, it's people paying money. Would they prefer to do it illegally or legally? Because mm. um, it's the players paying the taxes, not the uh, not the people giving the money. Right. Um, so in that sense, I think NIL first. I think with NIL, they'll make more money. Um, because in the black market days, only the truly um, stellar players were actually getting paid that much. Um, so in NIL, if you're getting like a salary from a collective, it's probably more than you were ever going get, to get paid from um, you know black market sources. So I, I and I think the the tax implications um, are just going to be a natural byproduct of that. I don't I don't think it's picking one or the other because I think if you're picking the black market, okay, then only the top one percent of guys are getting paid. And they're probably not getting paid as much as they could via NIL. Yeah. I'm curious to see. So this is sort of like a delayed 
you know, like the the parking ticket thing, like, you know, you can not pay your parking tickets for a couple of months and it doesn't hurt you right now. And then all of a sudden there's a boot on your car. You could be getting these NIL deals if you're a player and it's fine. Oh, I got all this money and you spend it, maybe you spend it all. And then next year, you know, come like March or April and you kind of realize, holy crap, I owe all this money in taxes. Um, that Yeah, that's going to be a thing that happens, I think, to, to some people. Uh, because you're not, you know, if you're getting hell, like, it happens to me every year. <laughs> if you're getting like 10.99 or whatever, and uh, they give you money, um, they don't necessarily take it out of your. You know, they're not taking money out for the the government like you would if you were making a regular job. But that 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 kind of like, whoa, I got to pay taxes on this kind of thing. I think it's going to hit a bunch of people. I mean, I remember 15 years old, I had my first job at a grocery store, and like seeing that first check where they're taking FICA and all this stuff out of it. And you weren't making that much money in the begin with. And you're like, I was so pissed. Like, what is this? What's going on? I was working at Ralph's um, the summer after my first year of college. Uh And it was right when um, they had, I think, broken the the union. Oh, yeah. And so I I was getting paid like whatever minimum wage was at the time, like 675 or whatever. And I'm like working like a dog. Like, have you ever worked in a grocery store? You're working hard. Like, mm. you're, you know, cart duty. You're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, but I feel good. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm working. This is great. And then I get my paycheck. And it was like, after the taxes and everything, I think it was like 200 bucks for like two full weeks of 40 hour week. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. This is horrible. <laughs> you stop. You quit. No, no. I mean, I went like a full two months of the summer, but then I was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing this part time. Like, it's one thing, like, because at that age, it's like, whatever, time's nothing. I just need the money. Yeah. So I'll do 40 or 50 hours a week. Um, but, like, for part-time, it's like, no, that is back-breaking labor. I'm going to make, like, 80 bucks a week from it? No. <laughs> get out of here. So I walked away and never looked back in August of uh, 2004. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but they wanted to promote me to handle um, uh, the deli. Oh, very good. After, deli. after, like, a month at that job. And I'm like, I... I there's no way I'm sticking around here <laughs> past the next three weeks, but thank you. Yeah, I went from like you go to the bagger. Like I don't know if the hierarchy. Yeah, you start, you start at bagger. You started bagging and, and then doing cards and all that yeah. stuff. And then uh, I think it was like a month or two, and I got promoted to produce, so that became your thing. But then you're kind of like it's like your little click, like the produce department. Like yeah. Del- Delhi was near us. Delhi was next to produce, so we would like be friends yeah. with them. But the grocery guys, they kind of were different. You know, they, yeah. they could be some a holes, and then. Frozen food and deli dudes, they thought they were the, the cra- like they oh, would yeah. they would be snorting the uh um what's it called? The whip topping stuff. Or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they could like, yeah, they whip it or whatever. Well, and basically the, the trick at a grocery store to getting promoted is like showing like just the like the barest modicum of industriousness. <laughs> like literally take a broom and sweep one day when you're not bagging groceries, and they'll be like, Oh my god, this guy go-getter. this guy is upper management potential right here. <laughs> It was good. I lo- I mean, I loved working. In no, a I thought it was store. honestly. I thought it was fun, and like, um, it was it was interesting to meet all these different people because you see so many different people. Yeah, it just the pay was horrible. Like it was just a no. horrible job, and it's a shame because my mom worked at a grocery store um, when she was younger, but that was back when they you know had a good union and all this other stuff. Yeah, so she was getting paid like a living wage uh, to go work there, and so she was encouraging me to get this part time job. And I'm like, okay, good, I'll do that for the summer. Did you have to wear a tie? No, nah, it was uh, it was Ralph, so I had to wear like a stupid gray polo, like literally the, oh, ugli- okay. the ugliest possible polo in uh, in recorded history. 
black pants and black shoes. We had so we had to wear like a white collared shirt and like we'd have a tie. Like we'd have a locker and you people would just throw the same shirt on and the, put the same oh, tie on. But I learned how to tie so a tie. Bad. Yeah. And then you'd have like a smock, you know, that would go over it and stuff. So no, we just right. had we had polos that you had to tuck in and, and black shirts. And nice black shoes. All right, uh, I think you're next. All right, uh, next up we have uh, Brian. Or no, not Brian. Sorry, <clears throat> Hugh Janus. Hey guys, it's your good buddy, Hugh Janus. I hope you both have been well. It's been a while since I wrote, but now that the Big Ten or Pac-10 or Pac-12 football season is near, I thought it was time to check in with some true or false questions. I recently moderated our annual preseason roundtable with my pals Andy Felterbush, Dick Rash, uh, Wilma Fingerdo, uh, Wilma Fingerdo, Fingerdo, uh, and Lee Keyrear, Lee Keyrear, and we came up with these 10 burning questions for you. One, Chip Kelly will never coach UCLA in the Big Ten. True or false? Uh, sorry, I was doing something True. else. Yeah. Uh, no, this is definitely false. Fuck off. I was trying uh, to accept that. Yeah, false. Uh, two, Lincoln Riley stays at Fusk five years or less. Uh, five years. He did five less. years at Oklahoma. I would say, I think over NFL is probably next, right? So I'll say, I'll say true. I think he goes like four or five and then goes to the NFL or something. Yeah, true. Uh, three, after Chip Kelly is replaced, UCLA will actually hire a coach who has an interest in recruiting. True. I don't see him being replaced, so it's hard for me to answer I this will, one. I, I will hurt you. Mm, and wait. we're going to see it on camera, me leaping across this table Actually, you won't because you're going to see uh, – oh, well, that's the wrong one. I put up uh, Kyle Whittingham. Put up Why Chip Kelly on the You should have given us uh, the overhead so they could see the distance between the two of us and how I'm going to leap oh, over here, I can do that right the now. soundboard, and I'm going that. to choke you so out. He's, so he's here. He yeah. wants to – I'm gonna jump. So we over. both agree that Chip Kelly is going is long for this job. I will he's going I, to I usher in the Big Ten era at UCLA. You'll be hurt. For the first decade or so, right, it'll be Chip enough. Kelly running. That's, that's enough of you. Uh four. Eventually other schools from the Pac 10, 12 will end up in the Big Ten. I'm gonna say false. Oh okay, eventually. Can we you want to put a time limit on this? No. Like, Okay, I'll say true then. Yeah, true. Five. Five years from now, Dave Woods will have more hair on his face than on the top of his head. I think that does not need to be five years from now. <laughs> I think that is probably current. You want to see the overhead shot yeah, again? No. <laughs> Take a look. Hold on. Like you've got... Although, yeah, I'll do the zoom. So yeah. you've got the... Uh, this is a this is a Russian army on the Eastern Front in World War One. It's been cut off. It's still fighting the good fight. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's it. There, there's only one way this is going, and it's not good. It's a good look, though. I like how it's being, you know, kind oh. of. It's it's like an island, you know, when the waters recede, um, but the there there's like a prominent piece. That's what this is. Um, I like it. So I would say uh, that's already happened. So that is uh, true. Nice. Uh, I like that. Okay. Uh, six, David Shaw is and always has been a shit coach. The only success came off Jim Harbaugh's coattails. False. False, yeah. Seven, Herm Edwards is a lying, cheating scumbag who people's lives at, who put people's lives at risk and should have been fired a year ago. Well, there's too many things there. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm not going to call him a lying and cheating scumbag. Right. Um, so I'll say false. Yeah. Eight, one of these three coaches will replace Chip Kelly at UCLA. Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell, or Luke Fickle. False. False. Like those guys aren't going to be the hot names. I'll always take the field. I'll always take the field. 
going to jump across the table. Uh, I'll always take the field against any three names. Uh, nine, Larry Scott was an unqualified women's tennis, really? Egotistical loser from the beginning. Just so Pac-12. True. Yes. True. Uh, ten, Zach Charbonnet will win the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. Mm. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go false just because again I'll take the field against him. Yeah, it's player. tough. He could have I think he's gonna have a big year, but there's just a You bunch got of Caleb there. Williams and Jordan Addison in a Lincoln Rally offense. They're gonna put up some numbers. And, and like a Cam Rising just could Cameron Ward up at Washington State in an air raid. He could, raid. Be super he could fun. throw he could go crazy. Um yeah. as always, thanks for your answers and time. I do have a bonus question for Ryan if you can. Who is that douchebag with the big black mustache I always see on the Fusk sidelines? He seemingly does nothing and is just some sort of wannabe hanger on typical of SUC. Love from your pals Hugh Janus, Andy Felterbush, Dick Rash. Wilma Fingerdew uh, and Lee Carre- Leaky Rear. Leaky Rear. There was a, I saw a tweet. Um, someone, it was like a Channel 5 local thing. And they were like putting up, I don't know if it was birthdays or something. It was something like they were like reading user comments and they're like, the, the guy's like on, you know, so he's at like in front of the green screen and he's like, and Hugh Janus. And, uh, you know, so something like that. I forget what it was, happy birthday or something. And like the guy at the desk, you know, to the side is just bald, is dying laughing. Uh, and they're like, he got, he's like, oh, he got me. They, they, I think they played it off pretty good. But he's like, oh, he got me, he got me. Uh, I don't, I mean, a dude with a mustache on the sideline. I, I don't know who that is. I mean, is. he's clearly talking about Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I wish. Um, okay. Do we want to do the Thomas one? Because it's like a follow up from last. I, I don't I think, it, is it going to make things worse? It might make things worse. Should, do you want me to do it or no? You decide. Uh, okay, we'll try it. Nostra Thomas, gents, sincere apologies for my last email. I wrote it late at night, uh, addled from getting very little sleep last week. So even though it was quite enjoyable to see David struggle with what I wrote, as it was uh, one of Nostradamus's quatrains, I figured that I would reply back and explain myself. I think the explanation is going to be worse, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we, we, with, fully... Without a doubt. Okay. Hopefully he can get a full night's rest, knowing that indeed there will be no hidden messages from uh, Pepe Sliva? Silva. Silva. Who is that? I don't know. Okay, you're already referencing someone. We don't know who it is. If mm-hmm. David doesn't know who it is, like I wouldn't know who it is. David doesn't know who it is. Mm-mm. I'm kind of like, I'm ready to abort. abort. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. As far as the point that I was trying to make originally, NIL is essentially about creating intellectual property for athletes. The idea that charity work when no unique intellectual property is created, counts as NIL. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm going to stop you right at that first sentence, and I think we won't need to read anymore. Uh, you are taking, again, Thomas, the literal intention of NIL and applying it to what the reality is, which is that is not what, no, the NIL is not creating intellectual property for the athletes. Thank you. That That's all. Okay, so we're... No, what it is is it's pay for play. That's the reality of what it is, and we're all figuring out what that looks like. Okay. It has nothing to do with IP. And then he he ended it with the TA... I think this was in the last week's email, right? T-A-N-S-T-A-A-F-L. And we were like, what the hell is that? There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Okay. It's not been very common. All right, I'm done with that one. Sorry, Thomas. But yeah. uh, let's be let's let's go tighter, more succinct, and uh, maybe don't reference things that we don't that yeah, yeah. people don't know. But anyway, uh, don't use the literal definitions of things when uh, the reality is far from it. 
Okay. So it's not, it has nothing to do with intellectual property rights. That's like what some, you know, men's soccer players like advertising for deodorant might be using it for. But in reality, what it is, is some gloss, as I talked about last week, where, um, you know, I lend my name and my time to a charity event and I get paid 50 grand for it. Mm. Like, that's what it is. Okay. Not, not, not like the actual perceived value of my signature on a card or whatever. Gotcha. All right. All right. Uh, you probably paid too much. This is from Frank. Uh, the value placed on sports as the last live programming that people watch is a mistake. Whether pro or college, I record the games I'm interested in. I start the recording an hour and a half after kickoff and zip through all the commercials and the halftime show. I end up finishing my viewing live at the end of the fourth quarter and miss nothing. I sense many people do this. So the networks are overpaying for the telecast rights if they are basing it on the value of 30-second commercials. Frank, let me tell you a secret. This has always been true. Um, So much of our present space is built on the overpayment of advertisers um, from the way our businesses run, 247, uh, why so many websites pivot to video. Um, all of this is based on way significant overpayment uh, pers- uh, relative to value for advertising. It's always been true. Um, at the TV level, I don't know how many people are doing it your way, Frank. I will say my uh, my dearly departed father did watch uh, football the exact same way. Uh, but I think it is very much of the 60 and up crowd who are doing that. Um, I think if you're, uh, I have a great ability to just not pay attention to commercials and I move on to staring at my phone, uh, because (laughs) I cannot go more than a few seconds without, um, some form of entertainment to distract me from, uh, the, you know, deep, dark abyss that is life. Um, and I think that's actually what most people do. Most people are probably just staring at their phone during commercials and not paying attention to them. But your point your point remains the same. Yes. Uh, anything I'm getting from commercials is coming in truly subliminally because I'm not paying attention to them any in any which way. The only way they grab my attention is if they are really, really annoying and extremely loud. Like if they can somehow uh, convince the uh, broadcast partner to uh, play their commercial at like 3x the volume, uh, then yeah. I'll notice because I'm like, whoa, yeah, that what happened. That? Yeah. Uh, but that's only if it's really annoying, uh, which is not what they want. So, yeah, agreed. Way overpaying. Um, let's just hope nobody notices. Um, or let's hope they do notice because taking um, the exorbitant money, not the money, but the exorbitant money out of sports would probably benefit the sports. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with everything you said, David. I, and I, I feel like Frank's doing something that we see a lot in our industry. Like, say, David, you wrote, some kind of column. Maybe it was a weekly column or you're like chips takes or whatever it is. And someone writes in and is like, I don't like that. I know everyone hates it. Like you're just not doing a good job with it. And you literally have like a hundred emails of people going, that is awesome. Like this is the best thing you've done. But that person wrote in because they think that they think that's the way everyone else thinks. And that's a great, if you do it that way, Frank, but there's the reason you get the premium on live sports is people do want that interaction there's a few shows like there's probably like the people that watch like the bachelor and stuff that they want to know what's going on live like the fact that you could tweet oh my god can you believe he got that first down whatever it is like as the game's going on there's a lot of people that watch it that way or there's a there's a reason that you would want to watch it live i don't i don't like 
I don't even like when people pause. If I'm watching a live game, I don't want to miss shit. I want to see it all the time. Like if someone's pausing and like, no, like I want to watch it live. Like I, I want to be live. It, it honestly drives me crazy to stream games for the exact same reason because I don't like being a minute behind. Yes, you're like behind all those yeah. stuff. Yeah. But that's because I got to give everyone my sweet hot takes on Twitter. You know, and if they're not hot, if they're lukewarm, then I've missed something. And when you see people that are like, you know, I never watched Game of Thrones when it was come out, and they're like tweeting about it as they're watching it. It's like, oh my god! Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you just drive a stake through my heart. But yeah. um, the uh, but the, live stuff is live, dude. And the um, the people who live tweet games, but they're watching from a stream. Um, not mentioning any names, but like several co-hosts of the No Truck Stops No Truck Stops Pod. Uh, <laughs> Please don't do that. Like, throw down for a cable subscription or just, like, you know, sit quietly and tweet at commercials or whatever. Because God knows nobody wants to see that. When it's, like, too far. Yeah, like, if you're watching from a stream, whether you're doing it for a professional outlet or whatever, uh, please don't live tweet. Actually, just general thing. Don't live tweet. Like, do not do play-by-play. If you do that, um, you are you are doing something horrible to everyone you uh you currently boast as a follower it is hard like when you follow people for like college football purposes which i most that's mostly do and it'll be like a saturday morning and there'll be like some f1 race or something's on and everyone's like geraldo and like what like i don't know what the hell you're talking yeah, no, about off season tw- off season college football twitter is um it's it's really enlightening in some ways but in other ways it is really really tough because they're trying to like capture that high and the thing is, I am no longer, though I was at one time, a general sports fan. Like, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about the NBA. I'm not, like, I'm at a stage in my life, and maybe 15 years from now it'll be different, but because I have young kids, I'm not acquiring any new interests at this moment. <laughs> like, I am closed. I'm closed for new interests. Like, no, no, no. I don't need any more. And so I'm sitting there like, F1. Oh, if this was 15 years ago or 15 years from now, I might actually like look into this and become like a person who's interested in this. But right now, no. this is hieroglyphics to me. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and it's the same thing. And it's all, you know, th- I feel the same way about the NBA. I've like periodically thought, man, I'm going to get back into baseball. But like, think about like the level of commitment it requires to get back into something like baseball. Yeah. You have to suddenly like learn how many players' names. Like, it's 30 times 30. Like, it's 900 players for these teams. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I would love it if I could name, like, a player on each team, and I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um. So it's like, no, I'm not. Again, once I hit, like, retirement age, of course, I'm never going to retire because of the state of the United States. But, like, uh, <laughs> once I hit retirement age, maybe I can acquire an interest again. But, no, I've got nothing else. It's college football and college basketball. Nice. Uh. All right, Brian, UCLA class of 91. Uh, his title of the email is Oregon with Oregon brass reportedly in the big 10 territory this week. I surmise that the big 10 is getting themselves positioned to add Oregon in lieu of UCLA. If UCLA is held up by politics in California, what say you, what's it, what about your theory for that? I don't think so. Think, no, no. I, yeah, I think it's more of a, I think Phil Knight's going to be throwing some money around, um, you don't want to be the last one, you know, to turn the lights off. So I think they're going to try to explore any possibilities. I think John Canzano threw out, I think it was Canzano, threw out something that, like, what if Phil Knight said, look, it, you know, through Nike, this would all be through Nike. Um, you know, what if uh, we Oregon can, can join and you'll have to pay them $30 million a year and Nike will make up the rest, you know? Uh, so it's like basically a bargain 
for the Big Ten to get Oregon. Could could or could Nike Phil Knight do something like that? I don't know. He said he thought outside of that, it probably wasn't going to happen. I, I kind of agree. Like I, I, I don't think this is a replacement for UCLA, but this is, you know, you're doing work for down the road, and my my hunch is down the road is going to be a longer than you know next month or something. Uh, but we'll see. It's crazy. Conference realignment is crazy, so anything can happen. But yeah, I don't I don't think uh, Brian that would be the case either. Agreed. All right. Do we have one more? Yeah, one more. All right. This is from Perk. Big Ten fan bases, mid-Atlantic schools. Penn State, home to some of the best and worst fans at the same time, though I'm sure there are fine people on both sides, have had a few bad moments in the past of fan fights and throwing objects at opposing players, but for the most part, they are pleasant to be around. They're really going to be cooking with gas when they realize having a competent quarterback is more of a competitive advantage than wearing all white or having the same uniform since the Hoover administration. Rutgers in Maryland. These aren't Big Ten schools. They provide no value either. We just had to add, we, we just had to add them because apparently without them, people in NYC or DC wouldn't ever want to watch Big Ten sports. Nice. Great stuff. I feel like Perk just kind of abruptly ended his email or something, but I think he's he's given it to us in dribs and drabs. Okay. Like he's given us a little breakdown of each fan base uh, by section each week. I kind of like that. I do too. Uh, like fewer words to uh, to read each week. Um, so yeah, we're averaging like 19 people watching live <laughs> on this. That's not bad. We got a bunch of comments. Uh, I do apologize. So if you had, uh, if you put a comment um, on the screen after the first hour, for whatever reason, I can't see them on my... Uh, on the, the the program that we're using to broadcast and like change the the views and everything, so I can't put any more comments on the screen from newer uh, comments. I know there were some more comments on there. Was there anything that stood out to you towards the end, David? You um, wanted to address? Yeah, so there were a couple of ones that were pretty good. Um, somebody said uh, Logan Jordan said grocery store work talk on a football podcast. That's why this is the best show out there. Hell yeah. Uh, Logan also said, I watch nothing live except sports I care about, like college football, but I will change channels to other games during halftime and commercials, which, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably if I if there are other games that I want to watch and I, for whatever reason, don't have a second setup that day, I will change channels during commercials. But if it, it's only if the game that I'm primarily watching is not like a huge interest of mine. But if I'm watching a game that's like if it's a UCLA game, I'm sticking with it even through the commercial because oh. I don't want to miss coming out of the commercial. You know, if I miss time things, but even some Pac-12 games, like if USC is playing, I'll generally stick with USC yeah. instead of uh, skipping over. Um, and for many Pac-12 teams, they'll do the same thing. But if it's like morning games, yeah, I'll flip around. Nice. Well, this was our first uh, simulcast on YouTube show. Uh, we got to predict everything that's going to happen this year in the Pac-12. Uh, we will start doing next week right so week zero is this weekend there's like what do you got uh nebraska playing northwestern in um dublin ireland uh that'll be 9 30 i think 9 30 in the morning out here on the west coast i think illinois is hosting like wyoming um here's what we gotta do next week nevada's like going to like new mexico or something what you're, what, what you're, you're talking about stuff you're stuff. talking about like yeah. games that don't matter yeah um uh here's what we gotta do next week Okay. Let's do a Twitter space also in addition to the other stuff we're doing. Okay. So I've not done a Twitter space. We're definitely going to rely on you for this one. Yeah. Well, you'll have to do the sound part of it. 
like having it like <laughs> so I have make to do the work. well you no know, you just have to make sure your computer sound is coming in through a channel right right but we're also going to be broadcasting on YouTube isn't okay so isn't Twitter space where but, you give up the mic basically like you give up the mic so so we can't the, really do that while we're doing the show well, can't the can't you can't you do some finagling with the live show on YouTube so that your computer audio is a third speaker come on man okay you're like what this kind is of already is complex. This? We are broadcasting What kind live. of audio engineer are you? I am not. I, th- How I just, long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for a while, but I just figure it out as I go. Having the engineering background helps to, to Okay, well to could you could crap. you could you play test some of this stuff in the next week? I, I don't think the 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 media, I don't think they work because Why wouldn't they work? Because how are we going to give up like then you're paying attention to what's going on in the Twitter spaces. People it's it's Do you ever about, Skype with somebody on a YouTube live? Do you ever get like a caller in on on Skype? Uh, we've yeah we've done because it'd be like live basically calls. the same deal. But then we we get a call and we cut cut them off. Like Twitter Spaces, right? You have like no, a bunch you can of cut talking. them off. You can mute them at any point. So it would be like a way for it what, what do we one, want other people? So talking? it would be one source of audio coming from your computer, right? Yes. So it would be that source of audio. You would still be talking into your mic, going into the Twitter Space, right? Okay. So we would have one source of audio coming out of the Twitter space, and it's everybody in there, like the people talking, whatever. But like it's our show, and we're going to be like, and we're previewing games, and then people are talking. No, 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 no. You have control over it. It's like radio. You can you can bring them in, and you say, "All right, we're taking a call from blank," because they'll request to speak. Then they do their shit, and you mute them right afterwards, and then you remove their ability to talk, and you can do all that control wise. I can control that part. Okay, so it's just the for the audio most part, part, it's just people are listening to us like kind of live on the show, like they would on it's YouTube. It's a great way to do live calls, essentially. Okay, so it's a you know, um, all right. I mean, we could take a look at that and see, but that just seems more work for me because you're not going to be doing the work. No, no, I'll be doing, I'll be doing, I'll be doing the brains of the operation. You just have oh to do, the, you just have to do the. Func- we know that's not true. You have to do the functional <laughs> brains. I'll do the uh, the strategic brains. You'll do the tactical brains. Yes. Okay. Uh yeah, well maybe we'll do some Twitter space stuff next time. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll space the Twitters. Space the Twitters. But uh if you're you know watching us live, we do appreciate that. Um you're you're true sicko. Uh Thursday morning, whatever, eight days before the college football season, you're like watching us or nine days before the college football season. But next week we'll be back uh previewing. We'll probably do these about the same time, I guess. On we want to do like Thursday show, Thursday morning shows. Yeah, Thursday morning. It seems like it's a great time to get people watching too. Right. Well, I mean it's the first one and we didn't really we promoted it a little bit, but um yeah, and then you'll be able to watch the replay on YouTube and we'll we'll put that up on our blog and all that stuff and we'll tweet out the the video, you kind of see everything that's going on here. But um, that's going to wrap things up. Uh, I'm Ryan Abraham over there. That is uh, David Woods. Together with the podcast of champions. Talking all things Pac-12 football. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. I sure did. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>